of Beautiful Subconscious. I am Shell Marie and I hope the first couple of weeks of January have been incredible for you. I hope that you're really commanding what you deserve this year and that is just to really expand in every direction of your life, like taking a hold of every aspect and really dialing that baby right up. So I hope that's where you've landed. I hope that's what you continue to experience. And I'm excited to share today's episode with you. So this is all about wealth psychology and it's on the back of an incredibly mind-blowing immersion that I was in. I went to the end of last year and I'm part of an incredibly inspirational business group and the, the, the people and the conversations and the synergy and the community, it really brings me to tears with the types of people all around the world that have that same drive, that want more for themselves and their family, but in the integral way, in that win-win way in every area of their life. Yes, they're quite successful in their own businesses. They want, they, they want to continue to grow and expand, but yet they also want to hold that love and that connection in their relationships and in their health and in the way that they contribute to the community and in the way that they want to give back and the way that they play and have fun. And they are the circles that I love to be in and around. These people are inspirations to me. They're aspiring masters in their own right. And just to, to feed in that field of energy is just, it, it, I, you can't help but come back super exhilarated and it's leveled me up in so many ways. So this particular immersion was all about wealth. And yes, we can tie wealth in and around money, but I also like to tie wealth in and around like the wealth of your relationships, the wealth of life, the wealth of your career, the wealth of your health, everything. Like We deserve to be wealthy in every area. But it is, it, you know, what I'm discussing today will be a bit more money focused. And the reason why that is, is because of the nuances that we have playing out in our minds and in our subconscious that really stop or can interfere with getting in the way of what we want to earn, achieve, have, or when we have it, we let go of it because there's a lack of worth in thinking that we deserve it. So, Day one, you know, what I love about my mentor is he really is big on the psychology. He really is big on focusing in his words, the intangibles to achieve the tangibles. So what he means by the intangibles is your mindset, is your health, the things that you can't necessarily physically touch or see, but you know within yourself, if you're not right within, then your world externally isn't going to be right. You could be pushing forward, but if you are not feeling worthy or if you are at a peak level of stress, at some point, it's going to drop. You're going to fall. You're going to have to be, there's going to be burnout, breaking down, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's going to need to be addressed, whether it, you choose to or you're forced to. And so he's really big on the intangibles and allowing yourself to make sure you prioritize that because without that, then the tangibles, so the, the money and the relationships and the business success and the travel and the accolades, they just simply won't exist or they will, but you won't feel like they're anything special because you are completely broken within or disconnected or feeling undeserving. So that is what I love when he speaks about in and amongst all the incredible mind-blowing things that he adds as well. But when he spoke of the intangibles, it definitely is 
what I speak about just in a different form of language. So he's talking about, in my opinion, if we don't address what's going on within our subconscious, then how we consciously show up and how what we consciously allow in our lives will be affected. So we can absolutely say that we want to have the big house and the boat and the relationship and the success and the wealth. But if our subconscious is conflicting that, then it's, it's, there's going to, it's going to be a long, hard road or it's not going to eventuate or you're going to grab it and lose it. And it, it's just not the journey that you deserve it to be. And so the first day he was talking about, you know, you answered these questions on the flight immediately. Like there was a list of questions that he asked and it was like your first response. And subconsciously you'll always answer first and then your conscious mind may catch up and it may feel like, all right, you'll question it a little more. You'll try to find the logic behind it. And then you can be like, oh, actually that's not what I really feel. And so you'll try to override it with your conscious mind. Yet the first answer, which was immediate response from your subconscious in that moment is the most accurate. And so it was very interesting, the responses that came through for everyone in the room. But, you know, for me, like, I think there was more of a, like a 60, 40 in the positive of like, yeah, cool. I'm in alignment to that. I'm like, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of work with wealth and, and, and allowing myself to receive that and, and, and allow myself to go after money without feeling like it's dirty, without feeling like I'm undeserving or feeling like I'm doing anything wrong. It's actually a beautiful experience. However, what was really interesting that came through was just some inner conflicting stories that I had playing out. And so that's something I have become aware of with kinesiology. It's, it's come through, but just hearing it in a different way and really spending some time being like, hey, this is interesting. I've got this story playing out and I've got this one playing out and it's giving me such a clear awareness consciously of how much I am like in this stop-start position and how much, and in his terms, this is a liability to my growth. And so we're all about empowerment. We're all about being, we are our number one assets and we've got to deal and, and show up as an asset. So we've got some things playing out in our subconscious that is showing up as a liability, then clearly we got to deal. So I'm going to share with you the two most significant imprints that had been left or snapshot in my subconscious. What the first significant, I, I guess I'll give you a rundown of my upbringing, which I feel like I've touched on in an episode before, but we didn't have a lot growing up. We initially, you know, we lived in a really tiny shoebox rental in Leeming in, in WA. And I remember living in there for like, you know, I think it was like 14, 15 years and it was tiny. And, and, you know, even kids perspectives, I always seem to be a bit bigger than what, they generally are when you go back and revisit it as a an adult. But I remember even then I was like, this house is small AF. And that's, you know, home was just home. But it, what that meant was, you know, the reason why that was that case is, you know, my dad went back to university in his mid-30s, went back to high school in his early 30s. And he did that because of the grueling jobs he had one after the other. Like he left home when he was 15. He was a boxer for a bit, played rugby for a bit. I was in the Air Force and then landed, you know, these jobs in and around Southeast Asia, a lot on the mine sites. What he was beginning to notice was the amount of lives that were being lost on site due to the the lack of safety, the the poor quality of equipment, and just that being the norm in these mines in and around Southeast Asia. So he felt over 
come with purpose of like, I need to bring the equipment and the harnesses and the safety gear that we have in Western worlds and, you know, Western countries to these mines. So families stop losing family members and for them to be able to work without fear that they're going to die. And so dad went back to university. And so what that meant also was, you know, as he was studying and working full time, he just wasn't around. And, you know, he, he was my big, big bestie. I adored my dad. I was always, you know, two steps behind him. We had a really, really close relationship. So that was quite challenging not having him around as a kid. And so, you know, when he graduated, he, moved to Jakarta and I even read articles later in life how he was sleeping on office floors because he couldn't afford accommodation and he just was determined to make this dream come true and to serve these people that he saw that desperately needed some help. And so he did very well. He did really well. He changed our lives and, you know, the opportunities that we have. But what I was unaware that was etched in my subconscious And we only know what we know, you know, we understand that this is my take from all the things and my experiences that led me to that point and all the information or the lack thereof information that I had. I was just viewing this through the awarenesses that I had available to me at that point in my life. So it's truth to me, but he would have his own version of truth and my sister and my brother and my mum would have their own versions of truth. But from my version of truth, what was etched in my subconscious was when you make money and when you become really successful, that means you abandon your family and that means you abandon your kids. And that was, you know, hard growing up without dad around and, and you know, it was hard for him to, to, to get us out of that, you know, I guess that poverty state into, you know, the opportunities that he allowed us to have later on. And, you know, simultaneously that you know, contributed to the marriage breakdown between him and my mum. Like he was never around. There was financial stress. Mum had to be the one to raise us three kids at home, even though she was working full time as a nurse. So there was a lot of stress in and around. And you can just see that they're just trying to make things work and they were just hoping, just hoping things would get better. And so when they did decide to separate, you know, they dad, they had this agreement that dad would continue to, you know, just pay the bills and would live in the family home and just the way that things were, but you know, they would be divorced and separated. So that continued on. And so dad grew more successful financially and, and achieved so many goals. And, and, you know, what I also noticed that mum in her own beautiful right. And again, this is my perspective. So this is the way that I saw it. And, and she would have her view and, and everyone would see things from their own line of awareness, but she would be not moving forward as much as what I believe that she deserved in fear that that financial arrangement would no longer be around. So, you know, it hesitated her in meeting someone else or, or moving forward in life. So it was really tricky for me to witness that. I'm just like, mom, well, you deserve to be happy. Like what? Like go out and enjoy yourself. And later, you know, she'd be like, you know, well, what if, you know, with your dad, like, what if that changes? And I'm like, so like, you'll be fine. And I, I guess as you get older, you, you've, you've, get more fearful of your stability and, and what's available to you. So it feels like that closes like in on you. So in that very moment, 
another significant story or imprint would be would be etched in my subconscious that hey if i don't take ownership of my own financial circumstance and i could be held back by someone or be under the control of someone and that wasn't my dad's intention but it just that's how it played out from my perspective that she didn't want to move my mum didn't want to move forward in life just in case that would change up the living arrangement and yet dad you know becoming successful and and changing our financial blueprint meant that he sacrificed not being around with the kids and abandoned his family. So those two significant stories had been playing out and had been playing out in my subconscious. And so here I am being driven by all right, I'm going to make sure I'm in a different situation where I'm going to be making my own money. I'm going to be able to contribute the way that I want and live. That's true for me. I'm not going to allow myself to be held back. Yet simultaneously, when I got to a certain amount of success, or if it was going in that direction, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't want to abandon my kids. So I'd come back. So there was this push and pull motion that was going of like going forward in life and then retreating back and then going forward and retreating back. And the inner turmoil of just like, oh my God, like what is, why am I, why is there this glass ceiling in my way? And it was really, really fascinating for me to unpack that in this immersion, even more so, even though I had like a subtle awareness that something like that was going on, it was a perfect opportunity to really present like, okay, how is this playing out? So this is why I get so profoundly motivated by understanding what is deeply playing out in our subconscious. Because when we understand what is really playing and what is pulling the strings of our conscious, that is where we can make conscious change. We don't know how to make conscious change until we know what's unconsciously dictating. And until we look in our subconscious, we're forever going to be just pushing against what will always default back. And that's going to be you know, a, you know, a, a waste of energy, a waste of time, a lot of stress that gets put on when you can just take that moment and really look within and face some, you know, uncomfortable stories and, you know, face some things that would, aren't always easy to, to confront. And, you know, I can say these things and these stories quite comfortably and quite groundedly because I've done this work for so long that I don't hold shame in being out and open with the data that comes through. But that hasn't always been this way. There's been, a, there was, it was a process of, you know, hearing it for the first time and then immediately experiencing like shame or regret or guilt. And you're just like, oh God, like, am I a bad person? Please don't judge me for that. Until you depersonalize it and realize, hey, like that was just the subconscious trying to survive and created these coping strategies and these defense mechanisms because of the lack of wisdom that we had at that time. And not to mention the lack of wisdom, but also the infiltration of what we've inherited within our, gene, our genes and our DNA that had been unresolved in generations before. And so even if it doesn't necessarily start with us, it's our responsibility, if it's having an effect, to deal and to process and to release so we can move forward in the directions that we deserve and desire. And so now it's like such an empowering thing to be like, cool, that's stories that I created when I, you know, or, you know, from limited resources or yeah, that could have been truth at the time, but it doesn't have to have an effect on me now. We always have a choice to change at any given moment of our lives. And so knowing that that was playing out and the inner conflict has given me the power to make a conscious change. So that is what I love. 
So what I implore you to do is if you're feeling a resistance, you know, I gave the example of wealth today, but even in the, in your relationships, wealth and relationships are, I feel like the most charged potentially or the, the most complex circuitry because it's more, it's more entwined with survival. So they're definitely areas that I always, you know, seem to explore with clients just to be able to, you know, unhook that circuitry, realign that circuitry so it doesn't have that interference from their subconscious. So they can show up in their relationships the way that they want to show up and they can allow love and vulnerability in without fear of rejection or abandonment or any fear in relation to that. Or they can allow money to come on in and not feel like they're going to mismanage it or they're going to lose it or they're not deserving to have it because of these conflicting stories within. So I implore you to have a little looky at what's going on within your subconscious because it is a fascinating field of information that only needs to make sense to you and only will fully support you in your growth, which will then help the people that are around you and your loved ones to come. So thank you. Thank you for sharing this episode with me today. I would love to hear your takes from it. Please reshare, flick me a DM, anything where I can hear what you experienced or what you took from it. I just love to hear that and have that level of connection and engagement. And yeah, please, again, $111 initial consult and session. I am week after week until it's no longer here going to keep reminding because things are changing behind the scenes. We are leveling up and there are going to be things that will swap and change in service of my evolution to the people that I'm here to serve and offering more and more. So if you are curious, if you are ready to do some extensive subconscious clearing, this is for you. Do not wait and jump on the link. I am so grateful to share this space with you and until next week, take care of you.